From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily. A brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Today is Saturday, January 2nd. Hindsight 2020. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly from This Year's Weather, by Adriana Navarro. The year 2020 was definitely a doozy. Even in the field of weather coverage, as events seemed to constantly step out of bounds. Tornadoes running rampant seemingly everywhere but in the heart of Tornado Alley. Western wildfires reaching into Washington state while the smoke drifted above Atlantic hurricanes and even an inland hurricane that charged through the central plains. However, as chaotic and uncertain as this year was, there were breaks in the storms and silver linings that followed. Areas often heavily targeted by tropical storms dodged multiple threats this year. Some residents in Southern California experienced their first snowfall, and there were some sights that graced the night sky this year that hadn't been seen for centuries. With all that said, here's a list of some of the top weather events that showed the good, the bad, and the ugly of 2020's exasperating character. The Easter Severe Weather Outbreak On Easter morning, 20 seconds were all that stood between Andrew Phillips and the wrath of a tornado spawned from an outbreak of severe weather over the holiday weekend that claimed the lives of at least 34 people across six states. In those 20 seconds, he ducked into a safe room with his family, shielding them with his body. The cinder block room had been one of the reasons they had bought the home, which they had lived in for only a few weeks prior to the storm, Phillips told the Associated Press. The tornado left next to nothing standing in its wake, destroying the family's home, the building of their meat processing business, and their car. However, the safe room withstood the winds, and the family emerged unharmed. Phillips' home in Moss, Mississippi, was one of the dozens struck by the outbreak of violent weather that swept across the southern United States into the Northeast from April 12th through the 13th, 2020. A total of 140 tornadoes were confirmed from the outbreak, claiming 34 lives. The deaths attributed to the outbreak pushed 2020 ahead as the deadliest year for tornadoes since 2011 during which a total of 551 fatalities were blamed on tornadoes, the most in the 62-year period of record-keeping. The 2020 tornado season recorded a total of 78 fatalities. Of the 78 fatalities for 2020, 36 were confirmed to have occurred in mobile or manufactured homes, once again showing the increased risk for those who live in such dwellings, AccuWeather senior meteorologist Randy Atkins said. The tornadoes had not only spawned across 10 states from Louisiana to Maryland, but they also hit densely populated regions. Typically, tornado-prone areas in the southern plains are where communities tend to be spread farther apart, providing a better chance for tornadoes to pass through open fields and plains without causing as much damage. 
In addition, many of the injuries and fatalities had occurred with the stronger tornadoes during the nighttime, AccuWeather meteorologist Jake Sojda said at the time. The combined total length of the tornado paths amounted to nearly 938.68 miles, according to the National Weather Service. Did your city's National Weather Service office report more tornadoes than those in the heart of Tornado Alley in 2020? Based on preliminary data released at the beginning of December, about 11 National Weather Service offices recorded more tornadoes in their area than the office in Wichita, Kansas, which lies directly in the heart of Tornado Alley. At the top of the list sits the Philadelphia office in Mount Holly, New Jersey, which recorded 23 more tornadoes than the Wichita office this year. Some other oddballs include Albany, New York, which reported 15 more tornadoes, Portland, Oregon, which had four more tornadoes, and Portland, Maine, which also recorded four more tornadoes. Some of these tornadoes in the Northeast can be attributed to the remnants of hurricanes that overstayed their welcome, such as Category 1 Hurricane Isaias's run up the eastern seaboard. At least three dozen tornadoes were confirmed in its aftermath. AccuWeather lead hurricane experts' thoughts on the 2020 Atlantic Basin hurricane season. Dread was the one-word response AccuWeather's lead hurricane expert Dan Kotlowski gave when asked about his reaction to the company's team of tropical weather forecasters, concluding that the 2020 Atlantic hurricane season would be a long one. That prediction began coming true early. The season had already powered three named storms by the 1st of June, the official start of the Atlantic Basin hurricane season. It was almost like an omen, Kotlowski said. Historically, when you have three storms named by June 1st, you're going to have a busy season. It just always seems that way. The season would later break 2005's record for the most named storms, producing up to 30 and delving into the Greek alphabet for the second time in recorded history by mid-September. As the season pushed onward, the storms didn't let up until the end of October, amounting to a long, drawn-out marathon of a season. I'd say it was one of the most challenging, if not the most challenging, season we had just because of the number of storms, Kotlowski said. By the end of the season, the U.S. had been hit by these tropical storms and hurricanes 12 times, 13 if you count Arthur, which didn't make landfall but still caused significant damage along the coast of North Carolina. 2020 etched itself into the record books as the season with the most named systems, with its 30 named storms beating out the 27 named storms in 2005. Nearly half of those 30 storms became hurricanes, and six of those became major hurricanes, Category 3 or stronger. But while 2020 had a rapid-fire pacing of tropical systems, Kotlowski pointed out that the storms were, overall, weaker than the cyclones the 2005 season had produced. Meteorologists measure the power of hurricanes through the ACE Index, or the Accumulated Cyclone Energy Index, which accounts for the maximum sustained wind speed and duration of these systems while they are at tropical storm intensity or higher. In turn, this means that the higher the wind speed and the longer lived the storm, the higher it will rate on the index. Overall, the 2020 Atlantic hurricane season had an ACE rating of 179.8, while the 2005 season had a rating of 250. A silver lining from the season, however, was that for as many storms as there were, certain areas that were more prone to tropical systems, such as the Florida Peninsula, had dodged a bullet, as Kotlowski put it. 
This season by far will be on people's minds for a long time. The Inland Hurricane That Pummeled Iowa Before Hurricane Laura could make landfall in late August, a different storm tore through the central states with winds comparable to hurricane strength. On August 10th, a derecho, a swift-moving complex of storms, caused extensive wind damage over hundreds of miles through Iowa and northern Illinois. Maximum estimated winds were around 140 miles per hour, which caused extensive damage to an apartment complex in southwest Cedar Rapids, Iowa, the National Weather Service said. The maximum measured unofficial wind gust was 126 miles per hour at Atkins, Iowa, in Benton County, which is about 10 miles west of Cedar Rapids. These wind speeds equate to what can be found in a strong Category 3 to a Category 4 hurricane. Unlike a hurricane, however, the derecho stretched across nearly 800 miles of the middle part of the U.S., taking out crops along with it. Having a hurricane in Iowa was kind of one of those things you wouldn't think would happen. Cody Holling, a farmer in Perry, Iowa, told AccuWeather their national reporter Bill Waddell, adding, 2020, you don't know what's coming next. Two months later, come October, families whose homes were destroyed by the derecho were still rebuilding or seeking out a new home. In mid-October, 20 out of the original 50 families who had sought shelter at the Catherine McCauley Center, a transitional housing program in the city, were still staying at the center as they looked for a new home to move into. The Foss family had moved in with relatives who live an hour and a half away from their storm-damaged home as they waited on repairs to be made. As of late December, Foss told Victor that he believes they will be able to move back into their home sometime in February. Far-reaching western wildfires By mid-September, tendrils of smoke stretched out from the western U.S. toward the Atlantic, lingering above the hurricanes Paulette and Sally. While the two weather events, the western wildfires and the Atlantic hurricane season, didn't have any interaction with each other besides the view they created in an extraordinary satellite image, the reach of the smoke was still stunning. The wildfires in the western portion of the U.S. have scorched more than 10.3 million acres this year since January 20, 2020, according to the National Interagency Fire Center. The 2019 western wildfire season destroyed 4.5 million acres, and the 10-year average year-to-date number of acres burned from 2010 to 2019 is 6.7 million acres. California had its largest wildfire in state history, the August Complex, which burned at least 1 million acres, destroyed 935 structures, and killed at least one person. The SCU Lightning Complex, the Creek Fire, and the LNU Lightning Complex, three other large wildfires that caused concern throughout the state, ranked as the third, fourth, and fifth largest wildfires in the state's history. California wasn't the only state in which wildfires ran rampant, however. Fires spawned from Southern California to Oregon to Colorado, prompting thousands to evacuate over the course of the season and spurring air quality concerns. Smoke from fire in Oregon darkened the skies, turning them from blue to a hazy orange or even a thick crimson color. The smoke traveled across the nation, causing hazy skies as far as New York. Joxana Corona is one of the many people to have lost a home to this year's fire season. Warned by an emergency alert from her university, she and her daughter ran from door to door at their neighborhood at Talent Mobile Estates to warn their neighbors of the billowing smoke from the approaching Almeda fire. After the flames raced through their neighborhood, only about 10 homes were left standing, Corona told AccuWeather. Her home wasn't one of them.
The Almeda fire was by no means the largest of the wildfires to have flared up in Oregon at around 3,000 acres. But it was perhaps one of the most devastating as it affected primarily affordable housing in an area that was already experiencing a housing crisis. For months, the Corona family stayed at a Girl Scout center that had offered them a space to shelter until they were able to find a new home. From after the fire struck in September up until the end of November, the Corona family searched for a new home until finally securing a place by mid-December. The family was able to move in by Christmas and decorate their tree with family ornaments that had been unscathed by the fire. That's all for today. For your local weather at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or head to AccuWeather.com. Listen to Weather Insider every weekday for a discussion on trending weather news with me, Bernie Reno, and Evan Myers. You'll get detailed insight into major weather events and learn the why behind the weather, gaining knowledge on terms like what's a nor'easter. Just subscribe to Weather Insider on your favorite podcast platforms today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.